0: Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two, whilst occasionally sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit – So let's start with Andrew Dewing with this week's Market Report.
1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. market report week commencing 7th of august 2023 Uh, we're going to be positive this week i've just driven into work uh, early on the friday morning it's just had a a horrendous shower of rain and you know by biblical standards i suppose but it was pretty heavy and it means uh, you know uh, cricket's not on today or combining let's do some positive stuff right okay there's been you can be negative and and worried about the weather and so on there's a very positive weather forecast uh, next Wednesday onwards it looks like it's going to clear up and have a good four or five days talking specifically east anglia I'm, uh, you know the rest of the country I'm I'm not so clear on but it looks like there's a high pressure coming in and it is going to give us a chance to really smack into the wheat crop without too many drying charges which i think is going to make everybody mildly happy in between now and then, there's people snatching at quality crops, trying to get them in. I mean, some of the rape is actually still out in the field, only uh, probably 5% of it only in this area. It has been better than the expected yields, so you know, there are some positives. Some people have had a, a hideous time. Some people have had their crop destroyed or knocked to pieces or knocked in half, which is you know awful, and I'm sorry for you guys. Um, but in, in reality... It isn't. Hasn't all been bad. Our oilseed rape bays are full of people delivering wet rape, which has been. Um, a, it's been very tough for the people trying to dry it. I mean, we, we we're at that car crash moment at several stores, and the pressure's really on. And lots of people want to move it, want to move it, and it's like, okay, but we're we're overfull in the dryer, and it's it's that pressure thing, and it's horrible. Um, and if you were lucky enough to cut it earlier, then you're in people who cut it a little bit later are now kind of like the ones at the end of the door, and it, it's just very, very um, tough. And the guys certainly at uh, our our seed rape stores are working ridiculous hours trying to make this thing get through as quick as possible. So you know, that's that's a, a, a misery amongst the fact that it's nearly all done, and and some of the yields for some people is a bit better than expected. So Aussie rapes had an okay time. The winter malting barley has been good in general. I would say 80% of the crop in Norfolk, which is a bit less than normal. We, we normally have a high percentage success rate. The nitrogen's are all low. It was just the retention thing on the winter barleys that let it down. And we've got a, a decent volume of, of winter malting barley to trade. And it's been trading at a parity to spring barley prices, or par, you know, parity to the sort of bog-standard brewing spring barley prices, which has been good. So there's been some very good competitive prices. Harvest movement, right? There's drying charges, but protecting a seventy, eighty, or ninety pound premium over feed makes that moisture allowance kind of fade into insignificance. So relatively positive and reasonably good yield. So it's been okay. Prices of winter barley, two ten X for immediate movement. If you can hang on to it and you've got a decent store, you would probably make 240X for November, December, something like that. It's a really good carry in the market. You know, if you take stuff into store, you have to pay 16, 17 quid to store it, and you have to pay 12, 13 quid to then deliver it out. So that's where the £30 difference goes. So it's, you know, it is what it is. But it it is what it is. But it's been reasonably successful. And we've only just got a few bits of winter molting barley still out in the fields. Right on the coast, some of the Broadland stuff, but largely it's done. So, those of you still got it in the field, like, you know, again, I have to apologize because there's always someone phones in and goes, Oh, you said it was finished and I haven't cooked mine. And it's like, except they're not from Yorkshire, obviously, with that voice. But anyway, moving on to spring barley, we've been going at it. There's probably 25% of the crop cut, 20, 25%. It's really good stuff. Really, generally, there's a few thin samples out there again the retention isn't going to be a killer i don't think if some of the crop around the rest of europe falls or suffers which is what is being said and up north there's pictures of combines sinking into the ground and stuff i think it's certainly something that we wouldn't kick into touch yet we'll try and find places to put what we call resurrection barley that on the face of it doesn't make it but if there turns into a problem of supply later on it's amazing how a will will possibly go oh, well i might be able to use that then so, you know, certainly don't write off anything that's thin at the moment. Nitrogens are all low pretty well across the board. There's the odd in a higher one, but nothing over 2%. And those ones are going to come in useful anyway, putting on boats that will be going out of the country later on, because there's minimum nitrogen requirements for, you know, some of the German brewers or people who are buying the cargoes. So don't write off your spring barley. There's a premium for it, even if it's got a 1.9 nitrogen. But yeah, an observation about the quality of what we've had coming in. We've had specifically into Ailsham and Cantley at the moment, not counting our outside stores. I thought I'd just share with you the data on, um, on nitrogen, an observation of Laureate versus Diablo. Now, Laureate's a mainstay variety because it's accepted across Europe, and Diablo hasn't really quite got the market share, so therefore... A Molster likes to have specifically a variety that, which has an abundance of supply. And, you know, that, so they stick to that variety and say, that's what we want. Diablo pretty well does an identical job in distilling and, and brewing, but it's not the mainstay variety. But over the last few years, our observation, in a year with the nitrogen are higher, Diablo is always lower in nitrogen to the tune of about 0.06, 0.05 every single year. And this year, where everything's low nitrogen... Our Laureate bulk, you know, there's there's about twelve fifteen hundred 1,500 tonnes of that coming to store so far. Uh, the the average night of that is 1.4, whereas the Diablo, which again has had a similar, slightly more tonnage than that, is 1.38. So yet again, Diablo's coming out, all right, not the 0.05, but it's still lower as an average on every delivery. Screenings on Laureate average, 296 versus Diablo at 3.4 so clearly Diablo has a slightly bigger screening issue and we found that again although that's minimal on an annual basis they don't seem to be that different but just a a tad lighter on the Diablo if you look at the, the famous retention where this year you know the retentions aren't 95 96 across the board from the early Barleys we've seen now I suspect when we get into the main hub of it i think that the retentions will improve i think we're going to see a very bold nice nice looking crop but the deliveries including some of the thin ones early on which we we put to one side the average on the laureate is 88.83 and diablo 87.61 so they're 1.2 percent difference there but basically still very high 80s and as i say i think we when we get into the mainstay of the crop i think the the average of our bulks will, will creep over the 90, which is where it needs to be. So that's kind of good news. The only issue, obviously, is whether the weather is, is doing the damage that we all dread. You know, the, the temperature has remained cool. We're getting these horrible showers periodically. There's little snippets of times when people cut things. Yesterday afternoon, people, I don't think they dreamt they'd be harvesting by sort of 5, 6 o'clock, but a few people took a few more trailer loads off the fields hopefully the combine didn't get stuck and it it all adds up to the market being supplied with barley and so far i think one or two of them are uh, borderline it's a a subjective thing when you're looking at pre-germ and at the moment we feel okay with it we're drying the stuff down straight away and i think we're in a good place with what we've had so far i'm comfortable with that Obviously, if I've got to wait till next Wednesday before I see any bulk or anything else coming in, with rain like this morning, I'm going to be exceptionally nervous of it. So I think it is teetering on the edge of, of a problem, which, you know, I'm going to be optimistic and say, no, it's going to be fine, it'll hold on. And some of them aren't quite fit, but, hey, yeah, we're having an optimistic podcast, having had everyone kind of in the wrong or opposite type of mood to that. OK, I think... Um, I think we'll take a little breather because this is a bite-sized podcast this week, so I'm going to slip in a a quick break and then I'll be back.
0: The Doing Grain app will keep you updated with real-time industry news, data analysis and insights into the market, giving you all the information you need to make informed trading decisions. A commodity selling feature enables you to source prices and receive direct offer notifications informing you on what Doing Grain are looking to buy and at what price. Search Doing Grain on the App Store or Google Play to download. And with all of these features in your pocket, you'll have more time to sit back and listen to our podcast. To set up a trading account with us, call 01263 731 or email info at doinggrain.co.uk.
1: Right, you lot, we need a bit of a favour. We would like you to give us a five-star rating on the podcast. Please give us a review if you want to. All you have to do is like and subscribe. And give us five stars. Okay, that's that's it. Simple little request. Cheers. Welcome back. Here I am. We've gone through the the basic um, issue about harvest, our observations about quality. I'm going to move on to wheat now in terms of what we've seen, which is a minimal tonnage. We've seen about probably uh, samples representing about a 1,000 tonnes worth of wheat. It, they're okay it's not going to be an 82 kilo weight year but we've seen some 76 77 kilo weight skyfall we've seen some 74 kilo weight can't remember what the variety was but yeah it was you know we, we were okay quality's good and at this moment and uh, yeah, you'll accuse me of talking the market down here but the the yields are pleasing they're better than people thought they were which is a really good moment now some of the pressure on the market is to do with that. I think that the word is becoming the worst kept secret, but we think the yield of wheat is going to be good. And certainly with that forecast coming, we're much more optimistic about production this year. Because if we do get a snippet of time where the sun shines, the major bulk of the wheat crop will be cut from Wednesday onwards next week. In a very short space of time these combines will do enormous acreages. And I think we're going to see, you know, a big slug of grain coming forward. Which is exciting, and as I say, hopefully people will be vaguely cheerful about how many tons they're getting, even if the price is dropping down. That is a better sum for you. An extra ton is more money than two pounds a ton off the price. So five pounds a ton off the price, or ten pounds a ton off the price. So let's hope that those yields are there. Your budgets can accept a slightly lower price to meet your, you know, meet your targets. So in terms of price, I mean, the market yesterday closed at 195 on the. Uh, Nor futures, which puts X Farm November somewhere like one hundred and eighty. Harvest price recently has been about probably twenty two or three pounds under the futures X Farm. So if you take um, that to be one hundred and seventy, I don't know three X Farm one hundred and eighty delivered into store for harvest. Now that's that's a lower discount than we were, and so there's a bit more competition for it. I think that could become a bit tighter, depending on, on where people are shoving their wheat and whether they've moved their barley or not, or, you know, whether... The stuff, if you've got dry wheat coming in and you've got wet barley on your drying floor that isn't coming down quick enough, then why not shift a load of wheat? Because there isn't that much of a carry in it, whereas the barley seems to have a decent carry. So the prices of, of, of wheat are dropping... They're not that attractive sounding. It doesn't say 200 and something. But on the other hand, as I say, you've got extra tonnage coming your way, we hope. So wheat market under pressure because of that subliminally. And then on top of that, damper weather in the States. The crops are uh, looking like they're going to be bigger over there. So the mood in the States is lower. It's gone below $5 on the corn on the deck corn in Chicago. So the sentiment is slightly bearish. Uh, There's various deals going on. Russia's doing a deal potentially with India for 9 million tonnes. So Modi can have low food prices when it comes to his election. Whatever it is, there's grain moving out of the Ukraine. They've got a better yield than they thought. Little things, you know, that's going to seep into Europe and undermine the market like it did last year, but from an earlier month. So there's a whole host of things that are, are going on that are just nudging the market down. And with this potential... Immediate harvest coming with some dry weather. It's like a wet blanket over the top. It's kind of like it stops it from going up Or stops someone buying the, the, the hell out of it. Cause there's nothing really to get your teeth into unless if you're a bull In this market unless you you know, there's some more pyros from Russia into Ukraine, but that happened the other day the market went up 20 cents a bushel in the States And by the end of the day, it was eight cents down. So it's it's kind of what yes yeah, We've heard it all before so it's a it's a market that seems to be weighted heavy at the moment, and I think with Harvest Looming, that is the likely uh, direction of the movement in the next week, which is what this podcast is about, telling you what we think happens next. I don't think motley barley prices will drop. I think they will stay firm. I don't think they'll necessarily go through the roof until there is a proven failure, and there is the potential of proven failures in the north of England and in Scandinavia. So those things you're kind of... Not wishing, well, you know, bad on other people, but but the reality is, if you cut your crop and it is indecent, Nick, I don't think the value of it's going to drop if everything goes wrong from now on. And this high pressure is going to help a lot of people get on with harvest. And don't forget, we've mentioned before, the molster will change the goalpost. He will move his intake spec to suit or to get enough tonnage. So the germ might just be dropped a bit. These are things that normally you can't have, but it makes the price drop, it makes the molster be able to, like, function. Because if he's got no supply, he's got nothing he can do, and he's got a lot of customers to supply. So he has to make the best of every year's crop. It's just the first people who deliver get rejected, and then the reality is that a month and a half later, the same stuff would have been accepted. So it's kind of one of those markets that that the goalpost can change, and therefore it isn't a never-ending upward-moving price. And it's certainly something that you don't chuck your stuff away at the first, you, you know, if it's if it's clearly completely shot to pieces and 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 shoots all over it and splits and you know you name it, then it is feed and we take that on the chin. You can you, you can tell yourself by picking it up and looking at it with with a spot of scrutiny, but quite often there's there's borderline cases that can be somehow magically made good again, silk purse out of sow's ear and all that. So yeah, kind of positivity from doing grain this morning. Your malting prices aren't going to drop. Your wheat prices probably are in the short term going to drop. Uh, There's lots of things that can go wrong in the world in the next 12 months to push the price up again. But right now, harvest is looming. The weather forecast has improved, and we're going to get a big slug of wheat coming at us. Oilseed rape prices have been gloomy. I'm not not chucking prices out there at the moment. I don't think it's the thing to sell right now, oilseed rape. I don't think feed barley is a thing to sell at the moment. I think there will be a good export program on that. And there's clearly a big jump between harvest and November prices. The value of feed barley is about a £20 discount to wheat. So if wheat is 180 for November, then feed barley is 160. I don't think those things are particularly a sale, possibly wheat, uh, in the short term, depending on whether you can store it, whether you can't and bearing in mind that having money in the bank is worth at least a pound a ton in interest nowadays. I think I'm going to make a decision about the August podcast walk. There's not going to be one. I'm going to drop it because there's bluntly too much going on at the moment. It really is all hands on deck, and there's lots and lots of stressy stuff that needs to be sorted out. And me buggering off for an afternoon for a nice chill-out walk in the middle of August, especially if the sun starts shining, I think would be a little bit unreasonable to my colleagues. So I'm going to I'm going to not have an August podcast walk because, bluntly, uh, believe it or not, the grain traders in this country work incredibly hard this time of year and uh, there isn't the time for such such, uh, jovialness. Okay, with that, have a fantastic week and by the time we get to the next podcast, we could be verging on cheerful with sun shining and dry grain coming in and no one moaning about drying charges. So have a great week. Good luck with that. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio, a full-service creative agency specialising in websites, digital marketing and branding. Get in touch to inquire with their friendly team on info at eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk.